What's up, boys and girls? It's all my misfits around the world. I'm your host, Rampage the Misfit, and you're tuned in to Misfit Minded, where I bring you everything movie and music related. Today is Monday, June 25th, 2018, and that means it's Misfit Monday. That's where I bring you the box office breakdown over the weekend, and it was a big one, a Jurassic one, you might say. All right, that was corny, but I'm keeping it anyway. But it was a huge weekend. (laughs) We're going to get into all that. I've been watching a lot of good shows and movies and some not so good ones, too. We're going to talk about that. I know it might seem like I've been slacking because I haven't posted in a while, but trust me, I've been on my shit. And lastly, there's been a lot of music that's been coming out the last two weeks, even month, I would say, from a variety of different artists, which is always a good thing. And so... We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit, too. I know I don't get to music enough on the show, so I hear you, and I'm I'm working on it. So we'll get into all that. But first, I wanted to pump the brakes on all that and just preface this episode by just talking about where I've been, where my headspace is at, and what I plan on doing, and also address a huge elephant in the room as far as I'm concerned has to do with me in my headspace and just how I've been feeling and what kind of pushed me to to start posting again and also just something that I'm tired of arguing about on social media and you, you only get so much to say on there and I wanted to just talk about it once and for all and just get that elephant out of this room because it's just it's a lot that I feel like has to be said about it and everyone is just looking at it from one angle and that's just not how you can in this situation so I'm going to talk about that as well, and then we'll get into the regularly scheduled programming. So stick around a while, don't touch that dial, and we'll be right back. So where have I been? I've been in school. I just got out like a month ago, though, but this spring semester, you know, school definitely takes a lot out of my time of doing this. So I'm grateful it's summertime now. I did really good. I think I got all A's except for one one a minus i got like a 3.9 a semester i did really good so i'm grateful for that i enjoyed most of my classes and i'm on summer break now so what am i up to now i've been just working and i've been kind of in this weird space of like not knowing what to do with this time you know because a lot of depressed people to cope with what they're going through they just like do other things and I mean that that is like one way to deal with it you just work you just go through the daily routine and you just it takes your mind off of it it does work but those feelings are still in there still unresolved and so I kind of was in this weird space of just going through the motions and now I have this time it kind of like sits in there and it just forces me to think about them and so I started thinking like why am I not doing this show anymore and some of this other other movie stuff that I'm on I have 
a profile on Stardust where I do little short reactions too, which you can follow at Misfit Minded. And uh, yeah, I just, I kind of started wondering it and I just think it was because I'm in this headspace, this depressive cloud that uh, was over me, not a lot of people to talk to about it. And then I just realized that this is a whole platform where you can talk to people about anything you want. And it's a beautiful thing. And it kind of relates to the elephant in the room I was referring to in that XXX Tentacion died exactly a week ago today in Miami. He was shot and killed um, over some money, a bag of money. And it's just really sad that the kid was 20 years old. He didn't really have enough time, I feel like, to do all the good things he was going to do. You know, he had a checkered past. No one's denying that. But I just feel like when someone dies, that's not the time to, like, sling mud in their face, um, especially with their loved ones and their family still around. It's just, it's tasteless, to be honest. And so, I mean, I didn't know the kid, but I also didn't, I'm not one to sit here on a, on a pedestal and act like I'm better than him because he had all this stuff that was he was being accused of. And not convicted of either, just accused. He didn't even go to, he didn't even have a trial for any of this stuff. But in this new social media era, it's guilty before proven innocent when that's not how it should be, as we all know. And I'm not in support of domestic abuse, as some people would have it seem. I actually, you know, have experienced what domestic abuse can look like and have interacted with some of these fucking sickos that hit women and think that shit's cool and trust me they're some of the worst people in the world I understand and I know this and you know second to hitting children it's just there's really rarely any excuse for why you should put hands on a woman so I completely empathize with that and I'm not saying I'm not calling him a saint I never did but I'm saying I'm not even saying I'm a huge fan. Like the last two albums he had, I just I saw a growth in him. And I think a lot of people did. He was doing outreach programs and his album 17 and uh, the question mark one. They were really showing uh, growth in his artistry as an artist and his music. He was working with, uh, you know, Trippy Red and Joey Badass and all these artists that I, I like. And I'm just like. You know, he can go somewhere. He can do something, especially that he's talking about mental illness. It spoke to me and now the kid is dead. And it just it kind of like shook me a little bit because all my favorite rappers are dying. Prodigy, Sean Price, this dude. And I'm, they're not the same in, in a long shot. They're not they didn't all get murdered like XX did. But it just makes me realize like these dudes use their voice and their platform to say what they needed to say to get what was on their mind across and it spoke to millions of kids uh, it actually just came out today that his song sad off the question mark album uh, was number one the first number one song posthumous song since notorious big's more money more problems so obviously this dude reached a lot of people and so i'm one of them including me you know anytime someone uses their platform to talk about mental illness i relate to that and i i it just made me realize that this can be one of those platforms. It's, I know this is media. I know this is off topic. I'm not trying to bring the show down in any way right now. I just want to say that if you are feeling 
down and depressed and feel like you have no one to talk to. You feel like you're alone. You feel like you're not even home at home. You're not even welcome in your own house, not even welcome in your own family and your own friends. You don't have a lot of friends. I understand. And you can always call into the show. You can always call me personally. I will not publish everything if you don't want. I just want to make my line available for anyone that's feeling that way because I feel like I have a responsibility and I feel like X was heading towards that path of helping kids in that same way. And it's it, like I said, it just shook me. It just shook me that people were slinging mud in this dude's death and time of his death. And I just it's it. I don't even like thinking about like my own death, but it just made me think like, what are, what are people going to say about me when I die? Like, and so I just I don't like I said, I don't want to bring this into a negative light. I don't want to. This is not the show for that, but. I'm extending my hand out to anyone who needs it. That's that was my my uh, motto, my creed in making music, and I stopped doing that. And this depression just brings you down, man. It just it made me stop making music. It made me stop doing the show. It's just that little devil on your shoulder telling you to like not do anything. Just just like what's the point of anything? And so it's not healthy. And I just want to say that I know what it feels like. You don't have to just suffer through that alone. I understand. And now is not the time to celebrate a kid's death, even if you don't like his history. You just don't have to celebrate death. That's all I was trying to say. I'm sorry if people took that a, a different way on social media, but that's all I'm trying to say. And I, I'm not trying to like get into debates on this right now. I just wanted to address, like I said, the big elephant in the room. Too many rappers died at a young age. Biggie, Pac. You know, Biggie's my favorite rapper, and it's just so sad. You know, Big L, Jam Master J, like, why do these people have to get murdered when they they reach so many people? Ready to Die was even... And I hate people saying, too, that, like, you talk about death in your songs and you're welcoming that. Like, it's art, okay? Like, just because you talk about death doesn't mean you should expect it around the corner. Like, what kind of world do we live in where like you can't talk about certain th- you should be able to talk about whatever you want to talk about that's the point of art so because uh biggie had ready to die and tupac talked about his own death in machiavelli and all that shit like that should not matter people like it's like blaming rape on the victims like stop blaming the deaths on the fucking artists and start talking about these ki- these idiots that are shooting them and robbing them of doing something productive and not letting them grow and and show the world all the good they can do so that's the end of my rant i just wanted to get those things off my chest and if you have anything positive to say about x or how he affected you or about mental illness i encourage you to call in and let me know and that's all that's all that's all i'm gonna say so rest in peace x you're taken too soon, and I appreciate the music you gave us while you're still here. So now for your regularly scheduled programming. So let's take a look at the numbers and see what the top five movies this weekend were at the box office. Coming in at number five, you have Deadpool 2 making $5 million, Uh being down 39%. It's been out for like a couple weeks now, so I don't think it'll be in the top 5 uh that soon. Maybe next week it'll probably be bumped up. I know there's a couple movies coming out next week. Solo a Star Star Wars story is number 6 
which is kind of surprising that it's not even beating Deadpool 2, but it hasn't had the greatest box office run, and I wasn't crazy about that movie either. You can check out my short review on Stardust, but I, I don't feel like talking about that one right now. Deadpool 2, I thought, was was good. I still prefer the first one. Uh, 2 does have a lot more jokes per minute and a lot more action, but I just I like the confined setting for Deadpool. It just it makes him funnier. It makes him more relatable. It makes you empathize with him more. And the love story I thought worked a lot better in the first one. Coming in at number four, we have. Did I already fuck this up? No, I'm I'm good. Okay, number four we have Tag, which I just got out of the theater seeing. So I actually liked Tag more than I thought I would. I like pretty much the whole cast and other things. So Hannibal Burris, you have uh, Jake Johnson, you have uh, Don Draper from Mad Men, <laughs> John Hamm. I forgot his name for a second, and Ed Helms from uh, The Hangover. So a pretty funny cast of like comedy actors and it's based on a true story about these guys that have played tag their entire life and you know there's oh and jeremy renner i can't forget jeremy renner he stole the movie he was just so funny and badass at the same time like i hate to say it but he's more badass in tag than he is in any of the avengers movies as a hawkeye and so I thought a lot of it was physical comedy, which was funny, but a lot of the more written stuff didn't land as well as it thought it did. And uh, the last 10 minutes completely kind of took me out of it, uh, which is sad because I I was going to give it like a really like a positive rating. And with the last 10 minutes of it just didn't deliver the premise of what you want it to happen the entire movie and so it wasn't as satisfying as it could have been so and that made eight million so coming in at number three is oceans eight that's been in the box office for two weeks now so relatively new so that's not a surprise tay was in for three weeks now and deadpool 2 was in the box office for five weeks so it's kind of a natural progression we're seeing here Oceans 8 with 11 million. I thought that one was such a processed Hollywood movie. Like, it's almost a shot for shot remake of Steven Soderbergh's Oceans 11, which I love. It's one of my favorite remakes. Might be my favorite remake of all time. It's just the cast is so good. Um, I love heist movies. It, it hit me like on every level of like, it hit every box for me. Like I love heist movies. I love the cast. It's got enough comedy in it for, for it to be funny and be like tongue in cheek. But it also has enough twists for you to like question what's going to happen next. And I mean, you want to talk about like repeat viewings, which is like a really big thing for me. I can watch that movie knowing the twist that's going to happen at the end every single time. And it's still so satisfying and oceans eight didn't leave me with that i know it's an unfair comparison but they're the ones that are comparing themselves to it by making it an oceans movie with all females ripping off shots ripping off entire sequences it it opens with um fuck what's her name sandra bullock in a jail cell being questioned about what is she going to do when she gets out the exact same scene george clooney did in oceans 11 
And again, the ending wasn't that great to me either. But saying all that, it actually was decent. Like, I mean, like I said, shot for shot remake. They did enough to make it like stand on its own a little bit um, by making it diamonds instead of a casino. Uh, there really wasn't a villain though like Andy Garcia was sorely missed I like he was a great villain in Ocean's Eleven he didn't really have that and they gave away a huge spoiler in the trailer that like is supposed to be a huge twist at the end and I was like oh that, that was in the trailer so so it could have been a lot more but it could have been a lot worse at the same time so it ended up just being like okay for me um, it's still I would say what it has over the first one is like the fashion it takes place during like this uh fashion event and so you have like all these random celebrities which did nothing for me but you have you have a lot of like really great costumes and the cast is pretty good even rihanna which i was worried about she was actually decent as like the hacker chick but kate blanchett is fantastic in everything she's in you know sarah paulson she's can't do no wrong right now either and sandra bullock the whole cast was pretty good but I just I didn't like how they were beat for beat the same movie. I feel like they could have done more to establish themselves. They did a little bit. It wasn't as bad as Solo, for example, like of just beat for beat, just unnecessary. But at the same time, I could have lived without this movie, too. That's just part of the trend of pumping out remakes in any way you can. It's a remake of Ocean's Eleven, but with females. So that's that's what they try to do with that one. Number two. We have Incredibles 2, which was incredible. I might have already said that, but it really was. I, I couldn't stop smiling watching the movie uh, with my brother. It was just, it's 14 years, which is like a death sentence for normal sequels. But it was so much fun. Um, all the voice actors back, Brad Bird's back, written and directed it. Even with the, pre- the predictable villain and like plot twist at the end, I, I still loved it. I, I love Jack-Jack. Edna Mode makes a return appearance. Frozone, Samuel Jackson. Like, there's a lot of callbacks to the first one. I'm glad I watched it, rewatched that one with my brother, too, beforehand, because it's a lot of callbacks and a lot of, like, moments where you're just like, oh, yeah, like, that makes sense. And they do a, a good um, role reversal, gender reversal thing in here where the dad is, like, taking care of the kids and the mom is out, like, kicking ass. And I'm like, for a cartoon movie to do something like a role reversal like that and some of these other movies that i'm talking about like not having the balls are just just having the lazy writing of just hollywood just pumping out shit like it says a lot of why pixar continues to entertain so it deserves all the money it's gonna get it's probably gonna make a boat ton shit ton of money and number one drastic road fallen kingdom with 148 million 150 million that was to be expected this weekend. I mean, it's a blockbuster anytime it comes out. I just rewatched all of them. I was surprised at how many people are like attacking it, um, like treasuring the franchise. Like it's this sacred thing when like there's really, I would say only like one and a half good sequels. <laughs> like Jurassic World is the only good sequel to me, and The Lost World, like maybe half of that movie is decent and third is trash and fallen kingdom is like somewhere in the middle so like i but i just yeah people are like judging fallen kingdom on this like harsh scale of like there's not a lot of character development and like just all this random i'm like 
do you go see Jurassic Park for character development? Like, where where do they get off judging it on this scale? I don't understand. It's a dinosaur movie, and you get dinosaurs in it, and that's all you can ask for, really. I mean, I mean, like, I'm not trying to say that to, to sound like it's I'm giving it a, a cop out or anything like that. There was definitely some problems in it. I'm not saying like the script was definitely needed some work. But as far as directing wise, effects wise, I thought they did a great job of balancing horror. Uh, You can definitely tell Jay Boyega, uh, his influence on the whole movie was definitely noted. And, uh, you know, Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, as always, uh, they they have some good chemistry in there. The only storyline I didn't really like was the, the kid in there. And some of the side characters didn't work and the villains were kind of silly but i mean it was it was pretty good it's it's a summer blockbuster movie that's what it was and so that's all i expected from it uh you know i don't think it'll do as good as a run as jurassic world did in 2015 uh it, it already didn't that made 208 million but that was 15 years after a like like uh jurassic park 3 or something like that so that had uh, time on its side, similar to like what Incredibles 2, how that has had like a lot of years of build up and hype and like just different audiences going to see that. So we'll see what happens. I think uh, Sicario 2 comes out this week. Uh, this, the first one didn't do that great in theaters, so I, I don't know what to expect from this one. But first one was so good and the second one looks just as good. And then. I think Fallen Kingdom will still stay in the top five for sure in this next week. But after that, you got Ant-Man. And then the weeks after that, you have Hotel Transylvania and Skyscraper. So I think it'll it'll make a lot of money, obviously. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I am torn because I have nothing in the stake of a Jurassic Park franchise. But I also didn't think it was horrible. But people are shitting on it or loving it and i'm kind of just in the middle of it so it's definitely not the best sequel that would be jurassic world it's definitely not the worst sequel that'd be jurassic park 3 um i like this one more than the lost world so that would be like my ranking for it obviously jurassic park is the best one so did you see any of these movies i mentioned call in and let me know and uh let me know your opinion on them love to hear some uh call-ins other than that Keep listening and see what we have in store next. Maybe we'll get into some music reviews. Thank you for listening to Misfit Minded. All right, guys, so it is getting late, and uh, I do have to wake up early for work tomorrow. So I'm going to save the music segments for tomorrow, and tomorrow is also new release Blu-ray Tuesday. So I'll do all that tomorrow. And for tonight, I will leave you with an album I'm listening to that I've been feeling that you guys should be listening to and also a show so for the show on netflix i know a lot of people always tell me i don't have time to watch tv i don't have time for these shows man like i'm busy i work a lot i feel you and i have just the thing for you it's a four hour like i guess you would call it like a mini series um but it's a true crime so if you like forensic files or you know first 48 all like it's a bizarro version of that basically it's like it's called evil genius 
the true story of America's most diabolical bank heist, I think is the full title. And it's about the murder of Brian Wells, a guy who was hooked up to a bomb and forced to rob this bank. And he's known as the Pizza Bomber. This is in Pennsylvania. I think it was 2003. And it just baffled police of like there was clues left. It was basically like a real life jigsaw of like him having to find these clues to unlock the collar that would unlock the trap and disarm the bomb and it just it led police on this goose chase and you know i was getting bored with it with like 30 minutes in and then the actual bank heist footage they have and it's like it's really compelling tv that you're not going to want to miss and i will say that compared to stuff like making a murder which I've recommended on here before. I, I prefer that one. I think there's there's more, uh, I wouldn't say closure, but I think they they point to a lot of different theories and give, give you a lot of different things to think about. In this one, I feel like there's a, not very many answers or variations of what could have happened. And so you leave kind of unsatisfied, but I, I guess that's the point of these things, but... And for music that I've been listening to, I just want to say it's the same thing that I kind of was talking about with XXXTentacion, that it's getting hard in this era of social media to separate the art from the artist. And I'm not asking any of you to do that. If you feel this way about this artist, you do not have to listen to to him. But I've been a fan of Kanye West for a very long time. Uh, but in the past couple of years, he's kind of let me down. I wasn't a fan of Yeezus. The first draft of Life of Pablo, like, really put me off of, like, what is going on? Like, he's, did he just lose it or what? But the the subsequent drafts of Life of Pablo have been better. Um, they're still not my favorite. They're not close to the, his early work. And his new album, Yay, while... It was a step in the right direction. Uh, Like I said, it it doesn't come close to his first three albums. And uh, even My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. So I wouldn't recommend that one as much. But I do want to recommend the collaboration album he had with Kid Cudi. Because Kid Cudi's another artist where... I really liked him when he first came out. I loved Man on the Moon. I thought Man on the Moon 2 was a decent follow-up. Was They had a, a couple songs like Marijuana and um, other tracks that kept me listening to that one. And then after that, he just, again, completely lost it. His was a more valid reason, you know, depression and mental health, something that I started the show with today. It's not something to joke with, and, you know, a lot of famous celebrities have it so it makes sense that he took some time off he still was releasing music in this whole time period though and it was garbage so that's what i mean he's he fell off not in the not like con like kanye when i say kanye fell off i mean like he was still putting out some decent hits like even yeezus had bound two and like new slaves like cuddy was doing some like alternative rock shit and just was not good so i mean he so kanye put out yay step in the right direction cuddy hasn't had shit that i've liked in years 
they put out an album together called Kids See Ghosts. Go listen to this thing, guys, because it is a miracle that this thing worked between these two artists and their personalities and came out sounding as good as it is. And there's a lot of, of positive things with mental illness and overcoming even Kanye's become clean with his mental illness and bipolar disorder so that's why I liked yay and I think it's even stronger on kids see ghost so I recommend kids see ghost if you haven't heard it yet give it a chance uh and I'll post my favorite track on there and I'll leave you with that because it's a really positive message it's called reborn and the mantra of the song is keep moving forward something that i've been trying to do in my life and i hope all of you can do that in your own life as well have a good night guys i'll be back tomorrow love you peace